Hello. Today I want to begin uh, with the first in four of a series I'm going to run through the next four months, June, July, August um, and September. I think I've got that right. I need to just sort my schedule actually. Um, but it's a series that I want to work through around a experience that I am having right now. Yes, through September, I've just checked. Um, and that experience is moving house. This is something that a lot of us know well. And the only thing that makes this particularly significant for me at this point in my life is that I am actually buying a home. Ooh, even just saying that. I know that I'm not the only TCK who has, shall we say, a complicated relationship with home ownership. Um, the idea of getting a 30-year financial commitment in place to one house in one place. Well, for most of my life, I not only found that the notion of this um, would bring me out in a rash, not literally, but definitely emotionally, um, but also I found the whole notion just frankly distasteful. Why would I want to root myself so firmly and so limitedly to one location? Thoughts of panic would set in, like, well, what if I had to move for work? Or what if I decided I needed to go somewhere else? Or what if a relationship took me somewhere else? How could I possibly know that I wanted to stay put? so long. And those of you out there who are homeowners have probably spotted the first floor, or shall we say less judgmentally, um, problematic assumption in that narrative. Firstly, buying a home doesn't actually lock you in place for the 30 years of your mortgage. You can move, you can sell and move. But somehow that notion never really filtered through to me, probably partly due to financial ignorance and, and just not really understanding how mortgages work, but actually just through sheer panic. Making choices Making decisions to commit has this eternal foreverness around it that freaks a lot of us out. The sense of commitment being not just for a time, but like this switch that is utterly binary. We are either utterly free and transitory utterly rooted and stuck. It's very black and white and it can make any kind of commitment truly terrifying. 
And in a sense, that's so rational, isn't it? We can dismiss this as irrational and overreacting, but it is very rational. If we truly believe that commitment will lock us in place, glue our feet to the ground and hold us to that one decision made in one space and time, then yeah, we're going to avoid those kinds of commitments. We're going to avoid things that seem like they have eternal consequences. Because that's just too scary. We know that change happens. We know more than many know. We know the inevitability of it. And not being allowed to bend and wave in the winds of change, frankly, just threatens to snap us in two. Rigidity of any kind can be really frightening. We can bend to it, but we can't stick it out permanently. Pretzeling ourselves into a fixed shape and holding that muscles tense, body taut. Mm -mm. That's no way to live. And and we know we, we aren't wired that way. But something had to happen for me to consider it safe enough, I suppose, emotionally, to even be able to find the grey in that black and white thinking. There was a process that needed to happen beyond logic. Somebody could tell me until they were blue in the face that moving into a house, buying a home doesn't actually tie me in for the next three decades and I wouldn't believe that emotionally at all. I would simply see my life stretching ahead of me fixed and rigid and lost. Something there's a precursor to being able to see in grey and I suppose in this podcast what I'm looking to do is share some of my experiences both personally in this process but also in how they relate to the stories I hear. I use myself as an example partly because that's the story I know best but also to protect the anonymity of the people I work with Um, but I know that mine is not a an entirely unique tale and if there's any way of sharing it helping somebody else not feel terminally unique then I'm glad I think the precursor to being able to consider commitment as something life-giving rather than a fancily decorated cage is self-trust. Oh, I'm noticing how emotional that makes me feel. And I think that's because it has been hard won for me. And I am thinking, I can almost see the faces of my clients flashing in front of my mind's eye and how often our work has touched in some way upon Increasing self-trust. It's so critical to our sense of who we are 
to be able to trust our capacity to make good decisions. But even more than that, to trust our capacity to be on our own side if we need to make a new good decision. For a lot of us, decisions are what happened to us. Other people made decisions. Yes, we adapt and we flex those muscles of reactive adaptation and fitting in, but that's, that's often a pattern of responding to other people's decision making. That space that is so critical to the development of early self-trust, that space of being able to try out decisions, make terrible ones, and being able to bear the consequences without a complete loss of self-worth, a lot of us didn't get that or didn't get that enough. We couldn't risk mistakes when we had two weeks to settle in and settle in fast before everybody's cliques would have set we knew we had to get things right and we knew the consequences of getting them wrong. A lot of us are still carrying the stress of that in our bodies and frankly, it's making us ill. The weight of making the right decision is often unbearable. And it is often too closely welded to our sense of being the right person. We will only know we're the right person when it is proven that our decision was right. Can you imagine the state I was in looking for houses to buy? (laughs) Where do I look? What place? What kind of house? What priorities do I have for space, number of rooms, proximity to facilities, proximity to people I know? So many variables and such an identity challenge because nobody was going to make that decision for me. Although as soon as you start discussing this with anybody, they all have a lot of opinions. Everybody has opinions, but ultimately choosing to move, whether that's to rent, but perhaps especially to buy, the sense of the number of variables in what constitutes a right decision is very, very complicated. And those of you who are listening who have already done this, this is not news to you. It was kind of news to me because in my black and white thinking, there are good decisions and bad decisions, but it turns out that there are so many compromises and so many different ways of weighting our preferences that there's just a lot of good decisions, but they look different from one another. And the basis on which something is actually a good decision is whether or not I like it. 
whether or not it works for me. How countercultural is that for a TCK? Making a decision solely based on my preferences? What? It was so interesting to observe how often I would lean into well, what do what does the internet say? What do blogs say? What do people say are the important things that make a home or a house a good choice? And just feeling like, actually, it keeps coming back to me and my priorities. But spinning in circles around that, Constantly trying to reground in my choice being good enough. Choosing home is a very complicated process, but I think it's simply an example of how often choices in general are hard for us. You know, really proactive choices not making the best of decisions other people have made. Proactive decisions, and we can feel very locked in by them. And something I've noticed in myself as well is a constant looking for validation that it was in fact the right choice. I made the terrible move of keeping the app on my phone that I was using to look for houses for sale after I had put in an offer and was accepted. Because while it remained the only home available in the area I was looking, I was happy. It lulled my mind into a sense of, well, it was the only choice. Therefore, it was a good choice. Therefore, the burden of responsibility around this is somewhat lessened. And then as soon as another house popped up, oh, I should have chosen that one. I should have chosen that one. I started scrolling through the photographs thinking, oh, that room looks better. Oh, the garden looks bigger. Oh, no, what have I done? And actually then tipping into, okay, now I've got to look for all the reasons why it's a terrible house. And that will make me feel better about my choice. And ultimately, circling, as we often do, background to groundedness of, it could be the most wonderful house in the world, and that does not lessen the goodness of the choice I have already made. We can be so relative in our experience that our choices feel incredibly relative too, and we don't stand by them in a way that gives us the assurance and builds that self-trust that we need. Other houses might come on the market and this is still a good choice. It wasn't a choice I made because it was the only option. There's that illusion, that, that tendency towards victimhood that we can often take that says, oh well I didn't have any choice so nobody can criticize me for my choice. I had choice and I chose the house because it was good. Nobody forced my hand. And to own that requires self-trust. A real commitment to me, my needs, my assessment of my needs, my wants, 
and my faith in myself to meet those well. Mmm, that gets me in my gut. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to be exploring various aspects of this home business. But I wanted to start with choice because that's where the journey starts. Next week, I'll be looking at... um, Oh, actually, it probably won't be next week. I think I'm going to space them out a bit differently. But for the rest of the series, I'm going to be looking at things like decluttering or continuity. How do we do continuity in change? And the decluttering, I'm going to be looking at the emotional impact of that as well. And then how do how does home and, and home space become a canvas for self-expression preference? And what does that mean to us as TCKs? So a few different themes that we'll be exploring together. If you find any of this particularly challenging or particularly interesting, do let me know. Love to hear from you. Thank you for listening today.